Hello, my name is Jason King and welcome to the Testimonies Podcast. The Testimonies were a series of councils written by Ellen G. White to the Seventh-day Adventist Church back in the 1800s. The goal of these podcasts is to discuss how what Ellen White wrote to the church back then is still relevant to us today. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me again today. As a reminder, we are postponing the parental responsibility section and the section on faith in God for the week after today. Today, we are going to discuss the messenger party. visions regarding a situation that was going on between some members of the church um, that she would be visiting. The situation was a couple of members wanting to confront a sister who had treated her neighbor unkindly. Unfortunately, when the members confronted the Christian sister about how she was treating her neighbor, she denied this, um, that she was doing anything wrong. So then Ellen White came to the church to visit and tells the members that God had revealed to her that the sister had indeed treated her neighbor unkindly. So the members are happy that this sister has been rebuked and they agree with the vision. But then God gives Ellen White a second vision that shows the members did not have a kind spirit or a loving spirit with how they rebuked their friend. So upon hearing this, the two members are upset and they deem Ellen G. White's visions unreliable and they form a group called the Messenger Party. They also publish a paper called The Messenger that disputes the accuracy of what Ellen G. White and the Review and Herald is publishing. So that brings us into our podcast today. How do we as a church respond to members or situations that try to divide us? Well, first let's read what Jesus prayed for all believers before he died. John 17, 20-23 says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that they gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in, in, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So Jesus prays that his church would be one, just as him and his Father are one. In the opening illustration, it's clear that pride got in the way and caused friction in the church. In our church today, we may argue that one side has the truth and the other side does not, therefore, we can't be one until we are both unified in the truth. 
But Jesus prays that the church would be one in Christ, because if we are one in Christ, we will be one in the Father, and we will draw the world to God and the Father. In the book Acts of the Apostles, Ellen White explains the unity of the church this way. She says, Christ's name was to be their watchword, their badge of distinction, their bond of union, the authority of their course of action, and the source of their success. Nothing was to be recognized in his kingdom that did not bear his name and superscription. That's in Acts of the Apostles, page 28. We're going to talk about organization, conferences, and the formation of churches in a later podcast. But for right now, I want to focus on some similarities between the situation in Ellen White's time and the Bible. In Ellen White's time, there was no Seventh-day Adventist church as as an organization, and there was no conference. In Bible times, when the disciples formed the first church, They were not even called Christians. The people who became Christians were called the way. You can read about this in Acts 9, verse 2, Acts 19, verse 9, verse 23, uh, Acts 22, verse 4, Acts 24, 14, and then 24, verse 22 as well. So obviously the key to unity here is not having a general conference or a name going or, or going around and singing, I am a Christian. The key to unity was having only Christ's name and having only Christ be the supreme authority that draws us to each other. Too many times our pride gets in the way. We often like to go to Jesus and pray for our sinning brothers and sisters, and yet we neglect to pray for our our own sinful hearts. Somehow it's easier for us to get on our knees and pray about situations alone and privately to God without going to the person. Well, one day God convicted me that before he could forgive me for how I hurt someone, I needed to go to the other person first. Matthew 5:24 says to leave the altar Leave your gift at the altar and go be reconciled to your brother you have sinned against. So in regards to being one body, 1 Corinthians 12, 24 through 26 states, For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that members should have the same care for one another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. But you ask, what if our brother or sister is wrong? How can we be one if they are wrong with what they are doing? So 2 Timothy 2 24 and 25 answers this question. He says, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, 
to be patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So in the chapter, in the section on the messenger party, Ellen White encouraged church members to preserve and hold fast to the faith. She encouraged them to believe that the Lord was coming and not to become discouraged with the messenger party, but believe that the truth that the early church had would draw believers unto it. I believe that that message is still very applicable to us today. That if we become one and we are patient with each other, and we, as, as 2 Timothy says, we are gentle unto all men and, and we're patient and we don't look to fight with other members, even if we disagree with them. I believe that others will see that we are one and they will also come to, um, if, if not join the Seventh-day Adventist Church, at least recognize that that is a church that has the, the love and the peace of Jesus in their heart. Thank you for joining me today. Please come back next week and we will be discussing parental responsibility.